This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Every year, one Saturday is designated as non-league day and is designed to get as many fans as possible into grassroots matches up and down the country. The 2018 one featured five matches which were dedicated to kick it out. We sent Mark Sandel to Mid-Sussex to report on one of them. Uh, no sugar for me, thanks, Pav. Thank you. If I may call you that. <laughs> if I've only met you three minutes ago, you know, start calling you words. It's all right. yeah, yeah. If someone calls me Ray, you know, like, if I'm called Ray, yeah, I'm no, everyone's like, who's Ray? Who's Ray? It's two and a half hours before kickoff at Burgess Hill's Leylands Park Ground. And I'm inside a small office, accepting an offer of a cup of tea before talking to the manager, Simon Wormel, or Worms as he's known, who has his team sheet in front of him to prepare for the visit of Haringey Borough from North London. To give you an idea of the pressures at this level, Simon is in the hot seat because Ian Chapman, a much respected servant of the club over six and a half years, has stepped aside following an 8-0 defeat at Bognor which had confirmed the Hillians' place at the bottom of the Bostic Premier and without a win. So, Simon, why do it? It's in the blood. I mean, I, I've played football since I was six years old. It's all I've known. Um, and kind of, you wake up in the morning and, and, and if there's no football on, then and I mean, the worst time is pre, in, like pre, before pre-season because a Saturday, what are you supposed to do on a Saturday? The weekends are just dead. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's in the blood and it, it's, it's something I think you're that's within you. And it's easy to talk about the difficulties and, and making a small budget stretch and keeping all those players happy and all that kind of thing what are the plus things what are the what are the what are the things that give you that make it all worth it I think hopefully what you'll see today I mean if we can get five six hundred people through the door today it creates a fantastic atmosphere I mean we have amazing fans here we've got we've got a young group that go home and away with their drums and their their instruments and they make an atmosphere and I think it's things like that and I think obviously these guys are some of them have, have been in the professional game they have aspirations to go back into the professional game um, 
and for me, that's that's success. If we can do that and give them an opportunity to do that or put themselves in the shop window to play higher level, then then I think that's great. And what kind of manager are you? Are you, are you a shouter? Are you... Um, describe that. How would you describe your style? Uh, I'm, I'm a sort of a shouter. If, if it's not going right, then I will. But I love, I love creativity. I love people that take risks. I love people that want to do something a little bit out of the box. That said, I've always the teams I've managed or coached have always been organised, and I think that's the thing we're trying to get at the moment is that we're an organised team. And once we get that nailed down, the flair can then come from that. Simon manages the club alongside John Rattle who's also the general manager at Burgess Hill, a town of 40,000 people situated north of Premier League Brighton and south of League Two Crawley Town. He talks to me in the dugout, overlooking a suitably green pitch, one of Hillian's colours, in a ground bordered by trees. It is, by anybody's standards, a fine setup. Yeah, we're pretty proud of it. We've, uh, I got involved about six years ago and uh, we've made some changes with us developing now into an established Isthmian League club and obviously four years ago we we got promoted to the, the Bostic Premier, the Isthmian League Premier and uh, yeah, obviously with that standard comes various gradings that you have to achieve and, and we're doing that gradually, you know, it's... Uh, as much as people think, there's there's not a lot of money in football at this level. So everything we do, you know, is done by volunteers here. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot to thank our, our chairman, Kevin Newell, who's uh, been involved at the club for 15 years. And I keep reminding him he's reaping the benefits finally. Tell me the difficulties of, of running a club like this. I think... It's like anything. It's any business, you're as good as your employees, so our resource, our volunteers, and obviously if you've got some capital behind you. And uh, everything we do, I, I see us as, on, as an honest club, so everything that goes into the pot for players' budget, improvements, we generate ourselves. So there's always pressure, and through commercial activities, obviously, so there's always pressure on us to be looking to, to get more and more revenue in. So that's why, like today, non-league day, you know, we've gone for it a bit. You know, normally pay, people pay £10 to get in, and uh, we said, right, let's put it to a pound, and let's see how many more we can get here, because uh, I believe you used to live in Burgess Hill. Yep. It's, it's growing all the time. I think in a couple of years' time, there's going to be 40,000 people living in Burgess Hill. Now, I'm really boring. I say it all the time. All I want is 2% of those people to watch their non-league football club. We're averaging 400. It'd be nice to do 800 every home game. And then we may have a chance of going the next step. But when we can, if you understand what I'm saying. And the next step being? Is National League South. So, uh, you know, we were in the Isthmian South, as it was then, for a number of years. And we've got, you know, we, we, we've survived in the Premier by the skin of our teeth. Now, we've got to establish ourselves in that. And uh, once we do that, we've then got to be looking for the next step. Because I think, as in business, if you're, if you're content to stand still, you're not going to move on. John and Simon can only make things work on the pitch because a band of volunteers make it work off the pitch. Here's matchday coordinator Colin Obard. 
Okay, my role um, is pretty much making sure that all the all the positions that everybody has on a match day, um, they're doing their jobs properly uh, and they all their needs are catered for. So obviously with the turnstiles, make sure they've got all the, the right money with the tea hut, make sure they've got all the right food and if they need stuff, I can organise you know, more burgers, more buns, all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, from, a, from a player's perspective, I make sure that... Um, uh, the referees are catered for and the players um, are in the tunnel at the right time before the game um, and that's probably pretty much about it uh, obviously stuff that goes on during the game hopefully nothing serious but if there's any crowd issues uh, or any incidents on the pitch that need you know um, emergency service or anything like that that'll all, all, all get channeled through myself now presumably you do this because you get paid a vast fortune to do it is that right unfortunately that's not the case <laughs> if only it was no um um yeah it's all voluntary um we're um we're really lucky here we've got um, a, a band of um, volunteers that um work throughout the week not just match days because there's a lot that goes on during the week preparing the pitch um um, we have functions in the clubhouse, um, so that's all, all all done by volunteers preparing, etc. So, um, yeah, we're, we're lucky. We've got a really good team, but um, as you say, yeah, we don't get paid, unfortunately. <laughs> they are the absolute foundations of this place, and you know we've got a guy in the ballroom today. I call him a guy. He's, he's 86 tomorrow, and he, this this club is his life. And you know you'll hear him today. He'll be the loudest voice here. And his name's John Buck. And John emphasises everything about non-league football and the volunteers at this football club. He's down here every day, picking up litter, moving bins around, just little jobs that people don't see. And that's how we survive. That's how we survive for people like John Buck. So tell me what, the, what it feels like at the end of a day when everything has gone really smoothly. Everyone's done everything you've asked them to do. You're really happy with it and Burgess Hill have got a win. How does it feel at the end oh, of the day? Oh, fantastic. It makes it all worthwhile. That, that's, that's, that's the key to it. Um, yeah, it's... As I said earlier, there's a lot of hard work and when the players, players go out there and do the business on a Saturday afternoon, it does make you feel good. You know, we have a couple of, couple of pints in the, in the bar afterwards and talk about all the, all the, all the highlights of the game. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it gives a feel-good factor for sure. Could do with a bit of that feel-good factor today, couldn't we? Oh, very much so. Yeah, we've um, we've had a, a, a turbulent season so far. I mean, we're only 10 games in, we've got four points. Um, so the season hasn't started the way we'd, we'd like it to start obviously uh, there's the situation with the, with the manager at the moment um, so Simon's stepped in as caretaker manager at the moment so uh, yeah it's um, it's hard times at the moment but going back to us volunteers it's more reason for us to, to stick together and, and carry on driving the club forward because as you said by the early beginning of the interview without us this, this club wouldn't exist and, um, and we've all got to pull together to, to turn it around. Remember Pav who made me a cup of tea? Well, it won't surprise you to know that's not his real name. My name's Ray Bug, uh, nicknamed Pav, as uh, obviously by the looks, it's Pavarotti, short for Pavarotti. Well, you, you used to have another nickname. I well, did, because I'm half Greek, uh, when I was with Wimbledon, because my early days was with Wimbledon FC, um, I was called Demis Russo, so it was Demis. So, uh, but of course, what happened with this one was we was I was at Lewis, when I moved down from South London 20 years ago, uh, I became kit man at Lewis, and we were coming back from Folkestone, on a Tuesday night and I was driving the minibus and Gary Elphick's dad who's playing here, Gary's son, um, he was sitting by the side of me, he was assistant manager at Lewis and by half past 11 they was all asleep and Gary was actually snoring on my shoulder and I thought I would burst out with one cornetto, uh, woke him up and uh, I can't mention the word he 
came out with, but he turned around and said, who do you think you are, Pavarotti? And, and that's stuck. And it's stuck. And they do like a nickname in football, don't they? Don't, we every, do. Every level of football, they like their nicknames. Yeah, we do. Um, it's, it's just, I suppose it's a way of shortening everybody's name and it's a bit of fun it's a bit of banter what goes on in in literally the changing room so tell me what you do here Patrick. right i'm the kit man um but like all things you especially at non-league level you tend to have to do a little bit of everything so but my main job is to look after the four sides from the under 18s to the academy to the under 23s and the first team so it's basically to make sure the kit is all prepared they've all got their training gear on match days to make sure the kit is all hung up and it's not just the kit it's the balls the corner flags all the drinks are there for them so it's quite involved uh, because there's with four teams there's probably five games a week so it's full time literally so you can get home at two o'clock in the morning and you'll have to start washing literally through the night because you've got seven or eight washes to do and then the next day you've got another game coming on um but of course like all things in non-league football you have to be ambidextrous and sometimes i'm out cutting the grass sometimes i'm painting sweeping up the leaves you name it we do it I must admit it's been tough. Sort of, I, I, I had a spell player manager at Worthing, which um, we was um, we, it was a successful era uh, for the club. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't start the season too well, and probably it was uh, uh, we, we didn't have a home ground at the time at Worthing, so uh, things got on top of me. Especially, I was only 29 or 30 when I took the job, um, so I just thought, hang on a minute, I'll, let's get back to just playing again and enjoying your football. Um, at the time, Ian Chapman was manager, uh, which I've known for years. We're from the same place in Brighton. Um, and he just said, come here and, and get a smile back on your face and get playing again. So um, it's, it's nice to have uh, sort of hit the ground running uh, for playing reasons. But unfortunately, we haven't had the success that I wish we would have had. Um, it's been pretty frustrating. And uh, hopefully we can uh, get over this little bump. And, um, you know, I think a lot of non-league clubs, this sort of works in cycles. There's good times and bad times. And hopefully we can, we can come out of this bad time and, and rise again. That's skipper Gary Elphick, who in many people's eyes was the man of the match that day. And even he can't get away from that word, pressure. There, there is, especially if you're holding down a, a full-time job and you're a family man. Uh, I, I just had two young uh, sons and um, I run a plumbing company. And uh, you, 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 especially when you're losing games, it ruins your weekend. On a Sunday, my wife would be like, come on, you're coming out, it's a family day. But really, in the back of your mind, you're just uh, sort of analysing the, 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 the defeat. And uh, it's, uh, you can see now why... Uh, a lot of uh, non-league managers are full-time now because it, it's, it's a hell of a lot of pressure and fans, they do get on your back quickly if, if results aren't going your way. So And you can hear every word they say, can't you? Very, yeah, very much. it's not like you're playing in 20, 30,000 stands and, and you can concentrate on your game, actually. It's just, sometimes it's worse and it, it can get personal at times um, and it is tough. So um, it, it did for me, I must admit. And one thing I did say to, to Ian before, I just can't, can't believe how thick-skinned he was and that is something that I, I've learnt from him if I ever do go in management again 
you know, stick to your principles, be strong, be brave. And um, unfortunately, it's, it's like anything now, there's not much patience in the world in general. And um, you've got to get it right quickly. And sometimes it's the luck of the draw, especially if you've got limited funds. You're relying on what youth players are coming up, what players you can get at a certain period of time. You've got to have a lot of luck on your side as well. So it's all, a lot of it is timing as well. When you walk back into that dressing room before you, you go out for the game today, you, all your, your teammates are there. What, what drives you all on if you saw him? What, what, you know, what, the love of the game, or you know, because it's not as if you're going to make a fortune out of this, is it? It's funny you've just spoke, said that, really, because I've, I've just had a chat now. But last week I was injured and I wasn't involved on the Saturday, and um, I, I, I need that release of a Saturday football match. So for me, it's still, it's still the, the passion, the hunger to do well. Um, so yeah, that 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 money money does help. You know, it does put food on the table as well. So I'm not going to lie because I, I would be lying if I didn't say that that didn't help. But uh, for me, it's, I, I've got to have a release on a Saturday, and football is my release. You talk about you know fans can get on your back when things aren't going very well, but presumably the other side of it is that when you're playing for a club like this, you can have a very close connection with the fans. It's a community club, um, and that's the power of sport. Um, for me, it's uh, it, it does bring a whole community together and when you are having successful times especially there's no better feeling um, so it's, it's, I think it's vital you know in everyone's life for sport you know it keeps you fit healthy and it brings people together and that, that helps in all walks of life at three and in front of a better than average crowd in the 600s bottom of the table Burgess Hill kick off against Haringey a team in the top half of the table. Watching in the stand is Curtis Francis, who's made the journey from North London with his son Trey. How did he start supporting the borough? Basically, it's through my son. <laughs> is, and is this your son here? Yeah, it's my son would, here. Would you yeah. like to introduce him? Yeah. Trey, Trey Francis. Do you want to say yeah. hello? Hi, my name's Trey Francis. Um, I'm a Harringay Borough supporter. And, right. I'm... and tell me how you became a Harringay Borough fan. Um... Basically, me and my dad, we were going shopping once and I passed the Haringey Borough ground and it said they had a game on Saturday. So I went to the game, I really enjoyed it and basically I've just been coming to games ever since. Tell me what it was you enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed the passion from the supporters, notably the Bellend boys who sit in the top right-hand corner of the stand. Uh, and I just used to join them in chanting and I've been going to games. Now, what do they chant? What do they sing? What do Haringey Borough... What, what should we expect this afternoon then from Haringey Borough fans? What, 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 what's their favourite chant? Or hmm. I'm not expecting you to do it. You can just say it if you want. I'm not <laughs> the one you probably hear most is, um, hmm, is either just Haringey Borough or Haringey is wonderful because we've got free season tickets. Yeah, so when you're watching Haringey Borough, do you feel like you know the players? Do you feel you're kind of close to them? Yeah, it's better than Premier League because often you don't see the players or you don't talk to them. Sometimes you even get get a chance to meet them. That's very rare. In non-league, you're more connected to the game and you just really see the supporters. You can join in. You can join and speak to the players before the game, after the game. Now, I know some people who go and follow their local non-league side, but they also support you know, a so-called big team. Is that the same with you? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your big team? Liverpool. Well, it's more of I watch them at home because it's Liverpool so far away. 
there's a very rare chance of me getting to see the games. Whilst Haringey Borough, it's just five minutes from my home, I can go to games nearly every time. But today, of course, you, you're not five minutes away from your home. You've come all the way down to Burgess Hill. So, you know, this team matters to you. You're travelling away with them as well. Do you go away to see them a lot? Uh, no, this is my first away game, actually, because it's non-league day today, special day. And consi- considering I got a bit off school, so I've decided, you know what, I'm going to take a few hours trip, come down here and support my local side. Yeah, we seem to be on top quite a bit. We've... Um they started off quite brightly, but now we've got a little bit of position and Joel Noble and Carl Akafinway are really coming into their own a little bit. That's Dave Cumberbatch, the assistant manager at Borough. Well, before we used to have one man and his dog, literally. But now Aki, the chairman, has introduced a free season ticket where you can come to 20 league games for nothing a season and um, pay for any cup games, FA Cup, FA Trophy. But the free season ticket has really generated a lot of support and last year when we played the, semi, the final of the playoffs against Canvey Island, we had 2,000 people there. So when you get 2,000 for a game like that, do you then find it frustrating that your next league game the following week, there's four or 500? Does it, is that frustrating? Yeah, it was. It was frustrating in one way, but another way, I mean, th- th- on that day, it was all paying customers. So the chairman was rubbing his hands. <laughs> um, um, what's the potential for a club like Harringay? As you say, you mentioned that you're at White Hart Lane. You're right in the shadow of one of the real big boys in the Premier league what, what, what's the what's the potential what's what's the furthest you think you might be able to go with that club i believe we could go to the next level uh conference south maybe i think that's our next level probably that's going to be where we're going to be and we and the chairman said if we went to the next level we would go probably full time with some players so it's a possibility fans and volunteers at both clubs talk about the potential of teams at this level Here's Pav again. This is a really, really well-run progressive club. It has potential to go as far as it wants to. Struggling at the moment because we've come up from the league below and it is a massive step. The sides are bigger, stronger, fitter. There is more finances. But the setup at Burgess Hill, where everybody knows their jobs, everybody mucks in with everybody else's jobs, Kevin, the owner, keeps... The, the finances at a correct so we, we're not going bust we can afford to do what we can do we are going back out into the community we are using the hall every day for the community whether it be a disability whether it be slimming world whether it be a gym for slimming for what's it the juniors coming there face painting every day it's superb so the potential for this club is massive so we're using the facilities and we're trying to get the football right struggling at the moment but we're always going to struggle because of our finance situation but our crowds have gone from 150 to 400 and it's holding at 400 which is superb we're now probably the sixth biggest club in Sussex we want to get to the fifth we fourth and then eventually who knows but it has to be done right if we do it no disrespect to Billericay if you get it the Billericay ways of someone coming in and putting millions in as soon as they go you're in trouble Kevin has got a sound footing for this club and the potential for it is as high as we want to go. We all have though, Worms, myself, John, everybody has professional, we've all worked at professional clubs so we have that knowledge to push this club forward if they want it and I think they do. The communities of Burgess Hill and Haringey are poles apart in many ways but as Dave Cumberbatch says, 
the borough does have a negative image in some quarters. Oh, oh it's massive. Um, in that message, I mean, people only know Tottenham with the riots from many, many years ago. And when people come, they have a, a, an idea or an image of the, what the club is. And when they meet, they go, oh, you're actually quite nice people. <laughs> And we've heard that many of them, many people, you lot are okay. And we say, yeah, we know we're okay, we're fine. And it's just, a, it's just an image of the club. I don't think, I know now Tottenham are apparently getting involved with the club. They've made a phone call to the chairman about being involved and they want to advertise there on the website. This is, a, this, is new, this is new stuff to us, apparently. So Spurs are kind of woken up that we've been here for 30, 40 years. <laughs> right, right. And they've seen us having so many teams there and so many numbers. And they, they want to try and do something with us. I don't know what that means, what that entails. But they want to now come into whether we can advertise on their website and vice versa. It's quite something, though, Dave, when you mention that the, the Tottenham riots were, what, 1981? I mean, 84, uh, uh, 84. Yeah, I was going to say, but a long, a long time ago. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, and yet that's still, that's still an image of... Of, of Tottenham as yeah, far as people in the rest of the country? Because Broadwater Farm is not that far away from, from the ground. <laughs> really? Yeah, Broadwater Farm is, you can see it, you can, Broadwater Farm is quite close and people are you know, synonymous with Broadwater Farm. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that Burgess Hill have just scored, as I'm sure you've, you're aware. Just against the runner play. Wow. Yeah, well, it was against the runner play as well. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll have to follow the score. Sorry, Dave, I'm sure you'll come back into it and thank you for talking to us. Thank you. <laughs> from South London. I worked as a young lad in the 70s. I worked for a company called Connolly Leather and it was mostly Indian and West Indian um, labour. And it taught me in my teens that we have to be mixed together. I learnt an early lesson. I learnt a very early lesson because in those days racism was out there. Um, so someone like Burgess Hill now, 40 years down the line, it is so important to involve everybody Disabil I have a disability. I've got a few things of me, <laughs> things that I'm 62, things are falling off. I'm half Greek, so I know the mixed race syndrome. I got taken the mickey out of me when I was young at school. Not now, but it's, it's difficult for these people. It is so important that we get the community, whether it be West Indian, whether it be Indian, whether it be your disability, whatever, involved in football clubs. And it doesn't have to be on a football day because we're open seven days a week there are things going on here and it's so important now in this day and age that everybody is involved everybody is it a club that makes you feel included is you feel part of the community yeah 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 very much yeah it does yeah, um, um, yeah. tell me why it's important well it's important because it's a community club and Often, if you, when you support a Premier League club, because of the millions and thousands of fans that support a certain team, it's very rare, unless you're a season ticket holder or you, your family's just been generally going to games a lot, that you get the chance to sit in the stands with your own team. And Harringay's just provided that. A good atmosphere, good club, and tickets are available all the time. Burgess Hill went on to win 3-1, leaving the Green Army a lot happier than when the day began. Here are the respective managers, Simon Wormel and Tom Loizu, 
you'll be able to work out which one is which. You know, I just said to the boys, I mean, to be honest with you, um, obviously with non-league day and people paying a pound to come in, we've probably got 150, 200 people who have never been before. What we've done today was put a show on for them. Um, and obviously, just till the end, we get a third, but I think the chances we created today gives everyone something like hope. It gives them belief. They're, they're different people in that changing room at the moment. Disappointed in uh, the way we played from start to finish, really. Although I felt we were uh, on top of our game when we first started, we created a lot of chances, um, just failed to finish them. Uh, but what disappointed me, we played to their strengths and we just hit everything down the middle uh, to their two centre-halves, we ate everything up. And uh, all credit to their captain, he must have got about six or seven blocks on. And um, that's what you want from your centre-halves and your, your team, uh, your, your, your players. And um, he done it. He, their centre half done everything. I wish our players did. You were on top though when they scored. It was against the run of play when they scored, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was against the run of play, but uh, we've gone from attack to, to losing it on the edge of the attacking third to giving a, a throw on away and then not defending the throw on. Uh, the fella turned, I forget who it was, who got too tight, he got rolled in the box. He's hit it to the far post, we weren't aware it was at the far post. And even then we had a couple of chances to clear it and uh, they've done what you should do, put it in the back of the net. Burgess out, Burgess out, Burgess out, Burgess out town. We're green and black, we're green and black. Burgess out, and that one flew, that one flew. Hillians are still bottom, but the mood in the bar is good. Here's Dave and Craig. It's a brilliant game, absolutely brilliant game. Uh, it completely changed on, on how we've been playing before. Running overlaps, uh, it's, it was very, very good to watch. We had some confidence about us today, which we haven't had. And I don't know if this is because we haven't got chappers anymore, but we played well today. Until we had the two-goal barrier, it, we, they can always come back and we can get a draw. We've had a few of those games this season and we haven't won, so to, to actually hold on and stay there till the end and keep attacking and like we could get another one was amazing to see the guys without much confidence. So Obviously, you, we, 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 still, we still come, we still come every week, um, still go try and travel to away games and, and, and support the team. It is a little bit hard, obviously, when you don't see your team win every week. But you don't expect that, you know. You, you, you come down here, you support the support the club yeah, in their in their glory times, and, and when they're not so good. So uh, it's just really, really good to see that they've actually really managed to get over that um, over that today, and, and and really put on a really good performance. So it's amazing. Today, today makes suffering what we've suffered so far this season because we haven't done well so far this season. So when you finally, finally get there, it's even better. It's like we won the cup today because we haven't done anything so far this season apart from win a couple of cup games. Today, to win our first league game was like, this is the impetus to push us forward and hopefully get us there. Because supporting Burgess Hill, last season we struggled. We just kept up by the skin of our teeth, didn't we? And it was a brilliant, brilliant last game of the last season. Last game of the season yeah. was amazing away. But this season... The bottom three go down. Last season, it was only the one. So this season, we've got to end up out of the bottom three. And at the moment, it's not looking good for us. So we're all a little bit... If we, we have confidence, though. We have confidence. Yeah, of we're, course we do, because we love our town and we love our team. 
So hopefully we can just push forward and push forward and get ourselves up to mid-table mediocrity. And if we could do that, we'd be happy. <laughs> mid-table would be great. One of the things just looking around, how great it is to see all different ages, shapes, sizes, loads of kids and all that kind of thing. I mean, is this is this a, you know regular or is it special for today? I mean, no, it's, it's definitely uh, it, that, that definitely happens at home. Obviously, they don't they don't go away, uh, but yeah, at home we, we have a we have a lot of uh, of support from 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 the uh, from the children from from everything. You know, they, they, they bring it's, it's a community place. That's that's exactly it. So you know, it, it, it's so to be able to get well a town that's got like thirty five thousand people in uh, to to get an attendance here at four hundred every week uh, as a, as an average yeah. is is really really good. I mean, as a percentage, that is that's a good good turnout really. This, and today, this season we so. brought in the, the young club that we used to have as a I, I can't remember what their name was, but we've now brought in a group of kids that were completely separate have been brought in to the umbrella of Burgess Hill so now that's why when you see all the little mascots out there they're all wearing their Burgess Hill kits so we get the little kids turning up which are obviously the future for non-league football yeah plus you get their parents turning up so it's it's all about the future as well they're looking now not just towards like the 16 and 17 year olds being the future of the club they're looking at the little kids starting from six or seven they're going to work all the way through. They're going to be interested in non-league football, not just premiership football, which all the kids look at the TV these days and just think that's what it's all about. These little kids that are all coming here now are going to think there's a future for them to be able to play for football. So, yes, we do get... We've got a lot more people coming now purely because the little kids are coming along with their folks and that. Yeah, it's a growing club. And I just wish it would get more people coming. There's not enough backing around Burgess Hill. There's not enough people in Burgess Hill know about this this going on. For the size of the town and the expansion that we've got going on, there's not enough people that should go. We should have a lot more people coming. The last word goes to Peter Chapman, social media manager, programme editor, and the man behind a very good website called Burgess Hill Uncovered. I think that the football club is very important to the town, but I'm not sure as many people have embraced Burgess Town Football Club as they should. I mean, Burgess, I mean, we're at such a high league compared to other teams in Sussex, and and it's a beautiful ground. You've got like trees, like you uh, mentioning about um, um, where we stand with other clubs. Other teams in this league love coming to Burgess. We are one of the other other all the other clubs seem to have us as one of their favourites because they love the ground, they love the people. We're sort of not. We're just. We're just. It's just a nice club. We're nice people in Mid Sussex. Kick it out campaigning for equality in football for 25 years. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 